If you're looking to use tracks with your band, there's an exact framework and process you need to follow. And in today's episode of Behind the Spacer, I'm gonna share that process with you for free, plus two free resources that you can download that will help you make this the most successful transition possible. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. If this is your first time, I wanna say welcome. My name's Will, so glad you're here. Uh, Behind the Space Bar is a podcast for people that are interested in using Ableton Live on stage. Maybe you're currently doing it, uh, maybe you're hoping to do it. Today's episode is a little different. You can already see I'm talking fast. I wanna fit a bunch into about 10 minutes worth of an episode. And today is specifically geared towards folks that want to get started with using Ableton Live on stage for tracks. Now, there's a lot of reasons you may use Ableton Live for keys, for live looping, for vocal processing, but today's all about playback, all about using tracks on stage. So if that's you, you wanna make that transition, you're starting that transition, today's episode is gonna be just kind of a whirlwind of a lot of information, a lot of content, but I'm gonna share the exact process the exact steps you need to take to make that happen. Plus, like I mentioned, two free resources that are gonna make that happen. So if you're ready, let's dive in and get started. Now, the conversation about how to get started with tracks cannot be had. Uh, we can't have that conversation, it's a weird way to say it, without discussing gear. So uh, we're gonna talk about five pieces of gear, essential pieces of gear. Uh, this is something, uh, a, a framework I've been teaching for many years, I call the five things you need to use multi-tracks, um, where we're gonna talk about the exact things you need. Now, I don't want you to be stressed when you hear five things and go, oh, well, I just I don't have the budget for five things. Uh, there's potential scenarios, different price points, potential scenarios where one thing could take up five of these different things. I don't want you to be stressed about it, uh, but let's dive in and talk about those five things. Now, I'm gonna, some links, some pieces of gear, some suggestions. To get all of those suggestions, number one free resource, head to fromstudiotostage.com slash gear. You can get my brand new 2023 updated gear guide, which has all these suggestions, links to tutorials, courses that you can follow as well too, to follow along this dive in. Let's get started. Okay, like I said, I'm gonna go quick. So uh, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and take some notes. Okay, number one, uh, you need Ableton Live Standard. I'm jumping straight to the point. You can get started with intro, with light, but you need Ableton Live Standard. If you're gonna use tracks with Ableton Live successfully, you need at least standard. Do you need suite? Well, if you're gonna use Max for Live, if you want some additional sounds that are included with Ableton, if you're gonna use Setlist, uh, Taz, a Setlist management plugin, something that uses Max for Live, then you should consider Suite, but you need at least Ableton Live standard. Now, if you already have Intro or Lite, don't be concerned. Um, use the link in the gear guide from studiostage.com slash gear uh, to upgrade to Ableton Live for a discount because you can get a discount when you go from intro or light to standard. Okay, so Ableton Live standard. Most successful, that's where you're gonna have the most success. Number two, we need a computer. Now, I know when we get into this conversation, Will, should I use a PC? Should I use a Mac? You're watching this and you likely have a very opinionated uh, choice when it comes to that. Um, whatever your opinion is, great. Run with it, that's great for you. Ableton works both on PC or Mac. But if you're asking my opinion, you're listening to my podcast, I would consider a Mac. Uh, it used to be that PCs were way cheaper than Macs are, and in uh, some cases that's still true, uh, but you're gonna buy a PC that's way less underpowered than a Mac is. But with Apple's brand new silicon, Apple Silicon Macs, they're uh, incredibly, incredibly powerful, but incredibly, incredibly affordable. Which Mac should you get? Well, go to my gear guide from studiostage.com slash gear to get an exact uh, um, suggestion based on what you're doing, running tracks, keys, live looping, vocal processing, whatever you're, you're hoping to do. Uh, but what I would suggest is any Apple Silicon Mac that exists on Apple's site right now 
is more than powerful enough to run tracks. Whether it's the base level Mac Mini, the base level MacBook Air, don't be fooled. You hear Air and you think, oh, that's great for email. No, that sucker's got an M1 or M2 in it and it's gonna fly and it's gonna be incredibly affordable. Compare that, uh, the same power, uh, same specifications to a PC and uh, it's gonna be hard to, to beat that. So if you're looking for a computer, consider Mac. That's my personal choice. I'm 100% biased, but get a Mac. Uh, if you have a PC, don't worry, you can use Ableton both on PC or Mac as well too. Okay, number three, uh, we need to get audio out of our computer. I'm gonna run fast here because there's a lot of stuff I wanna say and we still got two other things we gotta talk about, uh, uh, pieces of gear. Uh, if you're just getting started, Hosa CMP 153-159, that's a cable that's gonna split your output into two outputs because we need at least two outputs. We need click on one side, tracks on the other, or maybe click and guide on one side, tracks on the other. Whether you have a stereo system or mono system, uh, that's gonna work perfectly fine. And you go, but Will, mono's not gonna sound great. Well, your bass guitar is mono. You're not plugging in two outputs for your bass guitar, uh, two inputs for your bass guitar. You're plugging one thing in for your bass guitar and it sounds great because it's a mono source. We'll have mono click, mono tracks to get started. Hose the CMP 153, direct box is going to be the best path to go. I have a free tutorial where I show you exactly how to set that up, route it in Ableton Live from studiostage.com slash gear to see that. Now from there, you should consider an audio interface uh, with more outputs, at least four outputs. Do not go from a Hosa CMP 153 or 159 and go buy an audio interface with two outputs because you're gonna be in the same exact situation. Buy something with at least four outputs. My personal suggestion for that, that's the best option, iConnectivity Audio 4C. There's a lot of other features it has that are incredible. That has six outputs. From there, the track rig by Loop Community has eight outputs, even more. Uh, in my personal favorite choice and go-to interface is the iConnectivity Play Audio 12, which has 12 outputs plus built-in redundancy. Again, from studiostage.com slash gear to get all this uh, solutions. Could consider a potentially redundant solution like the Play Audio 12, like an SW8 if you already got audio interfaces. Um, maybe you're in a house of worship scenario, an installed scenario where you're using networked audio like Dante. DVS is a great solution. Uh, and I actually have a piece of gear in the gear guide that's gonna uh, allow you to do a completely redundant Dante solution. Still using DVS, two different computers running an Ableton session at the same exact time from studiostage.com slash gear to get that. Okay, we're going quick. Uh, I got about four minutes left to hit my 10 minute mark. So we need Ableton Live standard. We need uh, a computer, preferably a Mac, any M1, M2 Mac available at apple.com. Number three, we need a way to get audio out of our computer, preferably an audio interface with at least four outs, potentially something even more possibly redundant. Number four, we need a way to control tracks. To get started, you could just press spacebar on Ableton Live. In that gear guide, I've got a link to a video where I show you how to use Ableton Live without a MIDI controller. It's a great way to get started. But for the most success, you're gonna wanna use some sort of MIDI controller to move your computer out of the way um, and, and stay focused in the music, stay focused on the moment, as opposed to staring at a computer and being focused on a computer and being focused on tracks. My personal go-to suggestion, the Oakboard Mini, uh, I just did a shootout MIDI control video, which we'll link to in the description of this. Um, uh, my second favorite is the Leo Box or Leo Box from Guru Controllers. If you have a massive set of live songs, you have a tabletop like Surface keyboard, road case that you can set that on. It's a really great solution. Uh, but in the gear guide, I share suggestions no matter what instrument you play, what scenario you're, you're in. So head there to check that out. Now, fifth thing, maybe most important piece of this, we need a monitoring solution. What I mean by that is we need a way to hear click and tracks. And most importantly, we need a way to hear click so that people uh, listening in the audience cannot hear click in a way that every single person on stage can have their own personalized mix. 
Now, uh, when I first started playing guitar and playing on stages, we had wedges. We had monitors that would blare very loud at us on stage and have my amp on stage, drums on stage. It's a very loud situation. That's partially why I can barely hear now and have no high-end uh, hearing whatsoever. Uh, but then uh, slowly, uh, as I continue to keep playing, we transition to using in-ears and in-ear monitors. Uh, you may have seen people on stage with headphones before. You may have seen people on stage wearing things like this. These are my personal in-ears. Uh, you need two things to really make in-ears happen. Some sort of in-ear monitoring system. Now in the gear guide, I've linked to the cheapest, most affordable way to set up in-ears for your band, no matter if you have a digital analog console. So from csage.com slash gear to see that video. Um, but uh, you could use this, this uh, headphone amp solution that I link in the, the gear guide. Uh, you could set up a personal monitoring system like the Digital Audio Labs Live Mix. Um, uh, the Behringer has their uh, system P16s that you can use with Midas or Behringer. Allen & Heath has a solution. Avium has a solution. You could use wireless in-ear packs. You could use wired in-ear packs. Personas makes a great uh, wired in-ear pack. Um, Assure has some wired in-ear packs. Behringer does some really great solutions there, but you need some way to get individual mixes from your soundboard to a in-ear system. And again, lots of links in the gear guide, and then you need in-ears. I would highly suggest custom in-ears, which means these are in-ears made custom you know, for my ears. So these are all clear in-ears, and I can pop them right in my ear. They only fit one person's ears on the face of this planet, unless there's a ear twin somewhere on the face of the planet that has the same ear canals as I do. Uh, they're custom molded for me. That's really important if you're on stage because it's gonna isolate the noise around you so that you can cut down on stage noise, it's gonna protect your hearing, but most importantly, so you can have a perfect mix. Whether the sound engineer is creating a mix for you, she can turn things up to make it perfect for you, or you're doing it yourself with a personal monitor uh, system, um, you can have the perfect mix when you use in-ears. Consider custom in-ears. I personally really like AllClear. That's what I use um, from studiostage.com slash gear for lots of solutions. So <clears throat> we've got our five things. I just hit the 10 minute limit. I got like two more minutes and we're done. Gear wise, Ableton Live Standard, a Mac, uh, you know, at least uh, anything that's M1, M2 Mac. Uh, number three, at least a four output interface, potentially more. Base solution is a Hosa CMP 153-159, a way to get audio out of our computer. Um, number four, I think I just said number four, I'll say it again. MIDI controller, a way to control tracks. Consider the Oakboard Mini, consider the Leo Box by Guru Controllers. Number five, uh, we need a monitoring system and we need in-ears, potentially in um, uh, best case scenario, custom in-ears that we can get. Again, you can find all of those suggestions at fromstudiosage.com slash gear. Now in a second, I wanna share the second part of this, plus the second free resource uh, that will give you access to uh, knowledge, to um, an exact process, an exact template that's used by thousands of people out on the road worldwide that will uh, are having success running tracks with freedom and flexibility in a way that's stable and efficient. If you wanna hear about that, then stay tuned. But before we get to that, I just wanna ask, if you're watching on YouTube, consider subscribing, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell icon. Um, I post a new podcast almost every Monday and a new tutorial almost every Friday where I show you step-by-step step how to implement these things. Again, I'm running through, this is kind of a like collection of things and links out to things, but I, I'll show you step-by-step -step tutorials on how to make stuff happen. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, then consider subscribing, leaving a rating or review, Spotify, same thing. Okay, let's get to it. The second piece of this is you need a way to use tracks on stage that's efficient, that's not gonna take you hours to build and format sets. Uh, you need to uh, be able to run tracks in a way that is flexible. Um, you can jump around, you can change tempo, you can change key, you're not locked into the original arrangement of it. 
and perhaps maybe most importantly of all, something that's stable, that's not gonna cause your computer to crash, that's gonna allow you to, again, stand on stage and not stare at your computer and focus on your computer, but focus on the music and stay in the moment. In order to do that, you could take years, you could take hours to experiment to try to find the best process of doing this. Um, you could try running tracks in session view and chopping things up and using follow actions and feeling really cool and really nerdy by all this really complex stuff that you've come up with and created, but you're gonna spend hours doing that and you're gonna be limited in flexibility and it's not gonna be the most stable solution. Instead, you should apply the three-part framework for using tracks. The three-part framework for using tracks is the exact framework I teach at From Studio Stage, the exact framework that I use and that thousands upon thousands of other people worldwide have implemented with success to run tracks on stage in a way that's flexible, stable, and efficient. Here's what it is. Number one, you need a template for live performance. You need a template where you've already MIDI mapped your MIDI controller. You've already routed outputs on your interface. You've defined what your tracks should look like You've already done your key mapping in Ableton Live. You've done your MIDI mapping to locators in Ableton Live uh, in arrangement view so that you can have freedom and flexibility. And then number two, you format every single one of your songs exactly the same way with that template. You take your template, you open up an Ableton Live set, you format your song individually. Uh, if you have MIDI automations, crazy things added in, you can add those in as well too. And then number three, you build a set, an Ableton Live set in arrangement view with your formatted songs using that template as the starting point. Now, if that sounds overwhelming to you, if you go, Will, um, I like the freedom and flexibility, I like the stability, um, uh, I like the efficiency of not taking hours doing this, uh, but, but I feel overwhelmed, to be honest, then here's what you need to do. One thing only you need to do, go to fromstudiotostage.com slash template. I've created a Ableton Live template that works for Ableton Live 9 and higher, works on PC and Mac, works on intro, light, standard, or suite. There's no scenario you can find where this template does not work. Uh, I've completely updated it for 2023. And when you download that template, you're gonna get my exact suggestions, my exact starting place of how I format songs, how I build sets that you can work from. Best of all, for 2023, I've now included a six-day email course where I show you exactly how to implement that template and use that exact template that you downloaded for free. You're not gonna find that on YouTube. The only place you're gonna find that is by heading to fromstudiotostage.com slash template. If you're just getting started, if you've used tracks for a while, but you want the freedom, flexibility, the efficiency, and stability, you've gotta implement the three-part framework for using tracks, and you should download my free tracks template to help make that process a lot faster, a lot easier. Again, in order to get that from studiotostage.com slash template is the best place to pick that up. Now, from there, there's a lot of different places we could go. A lot of different places we could do. We could add on virtual MIDI drivers. We could add on controlling lights, lyrics, video, but that's the base of it. We need the five things we need to use multi-tracks. We need the three-part framework for using tracks. When we apply those two things, we're gonna be able to transition our band to using click and tracks in no time and with a lot of success. Now, let me know if you feel like I left something out. Let me know in the comments if you feel like there's something you did with your band that made it even more successful. Uh, I've got some other podcast episodes earlier uh, in the, the run of Behind the Space Bar where I talk about casting vision to your band, getting them on board, slowly making that transition. You may find some of those resources helpful, but these are two practical, very tactical things that you can put into play 
right now. Thanks so much for watching, for listening. Again, if you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, then please hit the subscribe button, enable the bell icon. It's completely free and costs you nothing. And then if you happen to be listening to, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, then consider subscribing, consider leaving a rating and review. It really, really helps. If you think you know someone that would enjoy this content, please share with them. And again, if you're looking for the best way to get up and running from studiotostage.com slash gear to see all of my gear suggestions. And if you're looking for a way to run track, in a way that's flexible, stable, and efficient from studiostage.com slash template to download my free tracks template plus to get access to my six-day email course where I show you exactly how to use the free template that you just downloaded. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I appreciate everyone's support. You guys are amazing. Thanks for being an amazing community. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.